he is and what he's doing in and through our lives. Thank you. Uh, everyone turn off their mics, please. Getting to know our companion, John 16 verses 5 through 15 is where we will be uh, going today. And I think it's important for us to uh, just focus in on some things that's happening behind the scene and how the Lord is working everything for our good. That's really a blessing. Let's pray in prayer. Father, as we approach your word, thank you for our time together. Help me to clearly share with each individual. May you speak to their hearts about how much you love us, the extent of your, of your plan, Lord, the involvement in our lives. Lord, your love is driven and we are to who possess and we are to live in and live through your love like this toward one another. And so Lord, as we look at John, as we look at this scene, it's a teachable moment for the disciples and also for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Getting to know our companion, uh, John 16 verses five to 15. I'm using a, a, a lead verse here, and that is John 16, 13. It says, however, when the Holy Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Think about that verse. We'll come back to some dynamics of what's been said there as we move on. There's a song lyrics that been resonating in my heart this week. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fuel me, use me. See, see these verbs, melt me. Get everything out of my life. Mold me. Shape me to what you want me to be. Fill me. Empower me. Use me. Lord, I just think that they pray the Lord for that. Spirit, spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. I think a lot of times we should even start at the mornings uh, as we do our uh, daily physical hygienics. What about the spiritual hygienics? Before the day gets started, uh, I have a tendency to log in my day. I try not to start my day without first physically logging in my day to the Lord. And the whole idea of spirit of the living God. Yesterday has passed. Tomorrow is coming. Today I'm living. Fall afresh on me. Now, what the, does all of that mean? How does this all come together? What we We'll deal with that a little bit later. Our next slide then. Clarifying the thought. The Holy Spirit of God is permitted to freely operate with an available, willing, submissive, believing, and trusting disciple of God. Oh, that was a lot of words. Right, good. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit of God is permitted to freely operate with an available, are you available? Willing, are you really willing, 
submissive. Can God see that in your spirit? Believing, do you believe him? And trusting, disciple of Christ. If you don't know Christ, all of these things you can't do. It's impossible for you to do. Uh, but for those of who are in Christ, guess what? Not only can you do it, <laughs> you have to do it. You don't have a say so. Uh, not in God's family. Victory is not a wish to consider, but the results of a lifestyle that will glorify God and impact a dying world. We're more than conquerors through him that love us. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we cannot appreciate what we do not know. This lack of knowledge is the result of, and I'm just, I gave a little list here. You see, how can you appreciate something you have no idea of, no concept of? But oh, the more you get to know something, the more you appreciate it. Some of you, when you don't put down your vehicles, if your vehicles are giving you problems, understand you still get able to get from A to B. It can still leave you at A. So appreciate it if you're able to, uh, to get into your car and it moves. Appreciate it if you uh, uh, wake up in the morning and you test and say, I can still see, hear, feel, uh, smell. Appreciate that. One of the signs or one of the things that blocks that is immaturity, ignorance, rebellion, carnality, neglect, rejection. Sin and slothfulness, so better known as laziness. A lot of times we're not able to do this because of these things interfering. The Lord will not show or guide individuals who are shallow in their fellowship with God. For your information, the Holy Spirit is not an it, influence, fluid, mysterious power. He is a person. He's a person of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I didn't put this on here, but I, I, I jotted down on my note here to say this about the Holy Spirit. Uh, although this is not a, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, we're not doing a doctrine. Just give me a snapshot here of who your companion is, who is with you every day until we get home. He's with us. And one thing about, uh, the one thing the Lord really laid on my heart, and I learned, is this, that the Holy Spirit teaches us that when it comes down to being a servant, a servant usually work quietly in the background. Have you noticed that the Holy Spirit work quietly in the background? Oh, he's God, he's part of the creation and all of these other things, but he works quietly in the background. He does not condemn, he convicts. And he convicts, so he can draw us deeper into the love of God or draw individuals to the Lord. Amen. Let's go to our next slide then. Basic theology 101 will teach us that God sent his son to die for us, establishing a permanent judicial clearance of all sins. That was Christ's job to reveal the Father, to destroy the works of the devil. Matter of fact, in James, there's five reasons why Jesus Christ uh, came into the flesh for us. And, um, and so this whole idea of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, to establish a 
permanent judicial clearance of all sins, which we must, what? Don't let Satan say you lost your salvation. Get it to clear, you're lying, Satan, and I'm aware of your lies. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to inform and direct us in order that we may experience a mature, fulfilling fellowship and future with God our Father. Operating outside of the will of God will usher uh, in devastating consequences that can be irreversible. Every time we decide to sin, sin is never, never, never an accident. Oops, I accidentally sinned. No, you didn't. You, no, no, you didn't. You sin because you were not walking in the Lord. You cannot walk in obedience to the Lord and sin against God. That is, show me in scripture and I'll, and believe me, I will come back and apologize and ask your forgiveness, which I don't think I'll be doing. The word of God shared the dark side of David's life. And I just want to use him as an example. One of adultery, one of murder, one of deceit, one of uh, attempted cover-up. Almost a whole year he tried to cover this thing up. A whole year he, he could not pick up his harp to pray to the Lord. A whole year he was image managing before the people. People loved David. They loved him. He was a warrior. He was a king. He was good looking. He was a musician. David had it together until he sinned against God. One thing I loved about, about this whole scenario that God didn't walk away from David. He sent a messenger to, to David. And when he spoke, spoke to David, then what happened was this whole idea of conviction. Let's look at the other slide here then. And um, when he was confronted and exposed by God through the prophet Nathan, he repented and here are his words. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a, a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast away from, um, cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach trans transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. I really appreciate the fact that David, when he finally come to himself, Nathan said it and God then drew, drove the words to him. And David confessed. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And guess what? David was a man after God's own heart. With his flaws, David was a man after God's own heart because God knew David and what he would do when he finally was confronted with his sins. Amen? Getting to know God and yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit will keep us from this moment of embarrassment, pain, detachment, and defeat. My aim, to introduce or refresh our thoughts and attitudes concerning the Holy Spirit and his works in our lives. So in our moments together, going to the next slide then, uh, thinking it through, there are a couple of things we must remember 
about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Our line is twofold. One, the declaration of the Holy Spirit. He's our companion. Remember, uh, we are getting to know our companion. They call paraclete, the one who walks alongside of us. The details of the Holy Spirit's operation. We need to be clear on what he does. He does not make you shout and kick over chairs and uh, all this other stuff and throw your hat in the air. No, no, no. He has a bigger job than that. So let's, let's see what happens here. Let's go on. The declaration of the Holy Spirit. The declaration of the Holy Spirit. And we see here our Lord and Savior speaking to the disciples. And as he speaks to the disciples, he says this, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? And I, I want to pause right there, station identification. Uh, there's a lot of folks who are saying Jesus only and God only and the Holy Spirit only. No, 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 no. You're going to see very clearly the Godhead explained right here. He says, I'm going away to him. Who? To whom? The Father. Who sent me? And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Here's a quick snapshot of what's happening here. Imagine yourself being the disciples, being with Jesus Christ, the laughter, the, um, the teaching, the miracles, the, the challenges, the fear, the, uh, the awe at, at the, pow the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he put to shame the, the Sanhedrin, Yen uh, still through all of this, all, almost like a Forrest Gump. He says, uh, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Um, and and the, these guys now, they're, they're stuck there. They're stunned. This not going, this not going to continue? No, Lord, I have to go. You're seeing here a point of transition. Jesus Christ had to tag off with the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit now can come into the ring. The Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ do not work in the same realm at the, at the same time. You'll notice in Scripture, Jesus tags off. But Jesus needs to introduce them to the Holy Spirit and what he does. This new person that will be with you, um, even to the end of the age. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. You see what it says? If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. My job, you see, I'm going to take another position. I'm going to the cross of Calvary to make sure that all of your sins are washed away. I'm going to the cross of Calvary to make sure you are will be sons and, uh, and daughters of our Lord and Savior of, of our God. I'm going for your future. I'm going for, e for your eternity, your home, and everything else. That's what I'm going for. Now, while I'm going to do my job, the whole, I'm tagging off with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I can't go while the Holy Spirit is here. So therefore, I am departing. But if I depart, this word if means is not, you know, I might, maybe, no. If like, since I, I, I depart, I will, these are some very definite words, I will send him to you. That remember dispel all those things, that it and, and all the power, no. Him, the Holy Spirit, God, part of the Godhead, who is to be prayed to, listened to, uh, encouraged by, 
He's the one who goes to the throne room of God. And even when we're not able to pray, he takes our prayers, our groanings, and clarifies it before the Father. He says, I'm sending him, the Holy Spirit, who will walk, walk alongside of you. And I trust that uh, we will take that to heart as we go through the verses. Next. And when he has come, now here's something he's going to do. He will convict the world of sin. I, I like this. Make sure you underline the word. He didn't say condemn the world of sin. The world's already condemned. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Okay, then let's kind of break this thing down then for that we can see this a little bit more. So going to our next slide, uh, then we see the Holy Spirit's introduction, the acknowledgement, he is the helper, not a helper. Notice the, uh, the, the word there, he is the helper. There's a difference between the and a. I was taking you home and you kept saying, oh, that's a house, that I'll keep on driving until you say that's the house, very specific. He is the helper. There's no other helper that can do what the Holy Spirit can do. There's no one other helper that can do that. No one we say all of our help come from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is our helper every day. The affirmation, he, he is recognized and affiliated with Christ. Jesus Christ had no problem in affiliate, being affiliated with the Holy Spirit. Uh, not another entity but a part of the whole of the triune God. The action plan, he will be dealing with the world system and Satan. Conviction and judgment are described as follows. Breaking it down, sin, verse eight, because they do not believe in me. Belief is a choice that is linked to spiritual, physical, and eternal ramifications. You know what, Jesus Christ, every time, there were times that Jesus Christ would go to a village and they would not believe him. And Jesus Christ would shake uh, uh, his, um, his foot and everything else against this and say, hey, you know what? I can't do any miracles here because you folks won't believe. A lot of that, and here's the thing, Believers, those who walk with the Lord, one of our stumbling blocks is that Satan lures us into doubting God. And it says, and doubting God is sin, is sin, because that means you deliberately reject the truth. So whatever God says, there's no if, ands, or buts. It's settled, non-negotiable. And Jesus Christ says, the Holy Spirit had come. He says, for the whole idea, that um, this whole idea of sin, because of sin, verse 8. Now let's go on. Not only that, it says the reference, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. And this is the condemnation. That the light that was come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Because of that. Here's the reason. Because of their deeds were evil. 
Because they're evil, these are evil, notice what it says. They are condemned. You see that word over over again. Verse 17, condemn. Verse 18, condemn. Uh, you see that two times. Verse 19, condemn because of their darkness of soul. The word of God is very clear on the danger of maintaining the position of unbelief and its consequences. Being convicted of our sins should drive us to the only person who is willing and able to have our sins forgiven, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And guess what? Know how you get there? The Holy Spirit convicts us. He says, because I go to my father, and you see me no more. Jesus had to go to the cross to com confirm and seal the inevitable plan of salvation and judgment. It was all part of the plan. There was no accident. It wasn't that he was backed up into a corner. No, he had to make, no one uh, takes his life. He says, I give it up myself. Oh, no, no, you guys can't kill me. I die when I want to die. Christ's communication to his disciples was another phase in God's plan for our redemption. The Holy Spirit was the next phase of God's redemption and restoration program. Boy, as you look at this, you see the Godhead look at the magnitude of God's love. See how he's working this thing out and, uh, and tagging off as we go through scripture. You find that in the book of Acts, really the book of Acts, you see the acts of the Holy Spirit. Really, you see him talking, the Holy Spirit talking and, um, and feeling and using and empowering. Boy, when we talk about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, he says, I'm introducing him to you guys. I have to go. But you have a companion. You have someone who will be walking with you daily. You will have a resource who will be teaching you. So guys, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm just introducing you to your new companion. Then he'll do it of judgment. Christ's death and resurrection made it very clear that Satan's judgment has been established, that all of his power affecting the believer has been severed. He is a roaring lion with no teeth. I praise the Lord for the fact that the judgment, didn't say that judgment is coming. Satan has already been judged. He will not go before the judgment seat. He has already been judged. The moment that the Lord comes, Satan's going to have his place. And God has a place for Satan. What God does not want is others, those who are created by him, who are not angels, to go with Satan, the designation of Satan, the lake of fire. The judgment is there. And the Holy Spirit says, of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. He says, this, this is the general outline of the Holy Spirit, your companion, walking with you every day, convicting you, encouraging you in your lowest moments and standing before you before the throne as he uh, takes your groaning and your prayers to the Lord, tags off with the Lord and the Lord talks to the Father on our behalf. And when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay. Point two. <laughs> the details of the Holy Spirit's operation. And so the Lord Jesus began to work this thing out. 
I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them right now. You guys mind what you, you're in sorrows and everything. You can't hold this thing right now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Did you notice that that's what Jesus Christ said? I don't speak on my own. I always speak whatever the Father tells me. Guess what? The Holy Spirit. That's why when it comes to being a servant, don't draw attention to yourself. Um, do what God tells you to do and let God be glorified. Verse 14. He will glorify me. For he will uh, take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will make mine and declare it to you. Jesus makes it very clear. Hey, guys, this is a clear path of what's happening here. That the Holy Spirit, he will guide you. He will speak. He'll tell you. He, in other words, it'll be, you are, he will be your confidant. In those quiet moments, in those moments where you have a tendency to doubt, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. There are times when we call the rima, when the Lord takes you alone. You could be writing a message, and all of a sudden, God takes you into another room, and God speaks to you about certain things in your life that need to be done, not out of con condemnation, but conviction that is brought to the top and confess to keep your relationship with God in the right place. He will glorify me. Boy, well, let's go on and see this then. Why is this so important? It is essential for enlightenment. Why should the Holy Spirit, you know, walk alongside me? Well, I pretty much laid it before you this morning, but for enlightenment. Number two is effective in enabling us to be informed and ready to respond appropriately. Not speaking off, off uh, from the hips, but speaking from truth, the word of God. Never, never, never speak. But I think, no, 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 no. I, I have, as I said before, I have a problem with my doctor. Every time you tell him, I think, I say, doctor, wait a minute, I'm thinking. You're a professional, you're getting paid for thinking. Uh, but more than this thinking, do you have the answer, yes or no? He said, no, I don't. Well, okay, that's all I need you to tell. Just tell me the truth. He, he, you must inform me. Give me what I need to know. It is empowering, enabling us to use our power in Christ to be more victorious in our everyday walk with God. It will enable us to boldly and effectively challenge anyone or anything that is contrary to the word of God. Why is it important for the Holy Spirit to walk alongside of us? Ah, because of all the things that he's able to do in and through our lives. Amen. Don't neglect him. Talk to him. Even pray to the Holy Spirit. Amen. The spiritual ramifications of the Holy Spirit's action. Christ gave two more important activities of the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will uh, acclaim, exalt, praise, deify, worship God. The Holy Spirit will lead our hearts and minds to worship God, not the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit's job is to work in the background. Oh, yes, we can pray to the Holy Spirit. But he says, no, here's what I want you to do. I'm taking your mind to how this thing works in the Godhead. I'm so glad that the Godhead, they're one. And being one, do not go against The things that the Father has are mine, point two. Therefore, in lieu of all of this, I said that he will take of mine. I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Whatever is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit said, I'll make it known. You don't have to go through any fortune tellers and all that. Whatever you need to know, you'll know. And you'll only know as you get into God's word and walk close with the Lord. There's no guessing in God's family. Guessing is dangerous. It's very Don't second guess God. Guessings open the door where Satan walks in and give his opinion. And you say, oh, you think so? No, guessing is dangerous. That's why the Holy Spirit is here that we may know. Glorify him, uh, that we will know the things that are declared through our Lord. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let's move on to our next slide then. There's no way we can fully grasp the magnitude of this statement. All that the Father has is mine. Here's the, here's the promise he will take of mine and declare to you. What will be the effects of this declaration and the declaration we have on our life? Peace, trust, encouragement, boldness, praise, anticipation, joy, accessibility. Let me take, let's go back over that list. Is any on this list out of the peace and trust and encouragement and boldness and praise, anticipation, joy and accessibility to the throne of grace. Is there any one of those that you find yourself lacking? Let me tell you something. It's all there. God does not take that away from us. We just walk away from it. We just all we need to know, get now is to get close to the Lord and be accessible and really be blessed from all that the Lord has. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him because he what? Trust in him. Do you trust him? He would encourage you, encourage you. Rejoice in the Lord always. This whole idea of rejoicing. So this is what the Holy Spirit kind of generates in our spirit. And I thank God that Jesus Christ is in the throne room the Holy Spirit is in our room, speaking to us, walking alongside of us day and night. You're covered. You got it made. Why are? Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be discouraged? Because it says, my eyes are on the sparrow. And I know that he watches me. And God watches you. One last thing, says the preacher. We have the Holy Spirit who has convicted us, sealed us, enabled us, filled us or controls us, instructs us, intercede on our behalf in our approach to the Father, comfort us. In getting to know the Holy Spirit, 
What effect will that have on you from this day forward? Well, let me just flip it around. From this day forward, what will the Holy Spirit, the effect of the Holy Spirit have on your life? Or let's flip it around. Finish the phrase. From this day forward, I feel that the Holy Spirit's effect on my life will be, it can only be what you permit him to be. Don't hinder the Holy He can be hindered with all the power. He can be hindered by our unbelief and neglect. Outside of the leading of the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we'll never do anything pleasing and honoring to God. Avoid grieving the Holy Spirit by yielding to the old nature. Let us ready our heart to walk in fellowship with our spiritual companion, the Holy Spirit. Have you gotten to know him? To know him is to love him. My prayer is for each one of you. That's probably a word of prayer. But we say, Lord, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, fall afresh on me, melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Lord, that's my prayer for each one of the believers this morning. We don't know what next week holds. There's a lot of things that the news is saying, yeah. But what they're not talking about is how you're going to work everything out for the good. They're not saying that you are a mighty God and you predicted a lot of things that was going to happen. What they're not saying, Lord, that what you will do for the believers, that you will keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on you. What they're not saying that we are more than conquerors through him that love us. What they're not saying that, Lord, this too shall pass as we're on our way to glory. What they're not saying that we have angels assigned to our lives, the Holy Spirit walking alongside us, Jesus Christ on the throne of God intervening for us. God, you're opening the throne of God that we can approach you at any time. Thank you, Lord, as we venture forward. Thank you for the blessed hope. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I pray, Lord, that if there's a voice, a soul under the sound of my voice, that have not trusted Christ, or probably been going to church and reading the Bible and doing all those things, but really did not believe the turning of their total life over to them, believing that Jesus Christ died for their sins, their sins, and that he rose again, and he'll forgive them of their sins if they will ask, admitted that they're sinners and they can't save themselves. I pray, Lord, that it happened in their life this morning. And for the saints of God, the believers, there's always room for growth. We have not arrived. Let's join Paul Club saying, I press toward the mark of perfection. And so, Lord, help us to press toward the mark of perfection. Laying aside all those things that so easily, so easily beset us. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.